welcome to another episode. I'm Sabrina Lynn, and this is Rewilding. We have a deep, scorpionic, shadowy, very exciting new moon coming up on November 13th. Um, This one, to me, this is what I'd love to share here that's a little bit extra in our audio podcast only. It's really exciting, like the possibilities of what we can reclaim right now, what we can open up to, what we can remember, you know, the territory that we're able to access right now during November, during this kind of last little um, Scorpio Taurus axis is stunning to me. It's like, if there's anything I can say to you for this month, it's to go for it. Like, go for it. Whether that's being super honest with another person, super honest with yourself. I love this silly little practice that I do with some of my friends, and we just call it confession time. Like, I have a confession, and you just confess something that makes you squirmy or makes you sweaty, right? I also do this with my partner, and it's like, ooh, babe, like, this makes me really nervous to tell you. And then you say it and then they ask you the next question, which takes you a little bit deeper and you make sure you stay with the squirmy, right? This is like a silly little way to do shadow work. It's a silly little way to get into places that make us embarrassed or we feel shame around or we want to deny like parts of self. Sometimes I'll do this sexually. So Scorpio is also a very sexual sign and you can actually uncover so much more about yourself just through sexual fantasies. Yeah. Isn't this crazy? right? Like your sexual fantasies that you don't want to admit to, they hold much more than just, wow, that's what turns me on. This is a place that you could dive into. So I'm giving you like some kind of fun little places to experiment with (laughs) this month. You may not be called to all of them, but that's something. And it's to be honest about it and go into it right? Like go into it, unlock that part of self. Like I just want to be tied up, right? Talk about it. And you might be super squirmy. You might be so crazy embarrassed, right? But even if you're admitting it to yourself, maybe you don't have a partner, right? But you let yourself go into it, right? Let, let yourself go into these places. Scorpio, this whole new moon cycle is about deep cravings. It's about deep emotional psychological patterns. Here's the really cool thing. They're always operating. Your deep hidden dark passions, they're always creating stuff around you. It's just that we're mostly unconscious of it. But we get to, in this energy, bring more and more of them to light, become more and more conscious of them. This is fucking stunning territory to me. So um, if there's something that I, I mean, you'll hear me say in the podcast, like, gosh, if we could all just take the rest of November to just journey within. I mean, it's a time of being able to journey within. Mercury is in Scorpio. This is great because the mind, the mental capacities are also able to go to these deeper depths. Like the mind wants to be introspective. It wants to go into the shadow, right? Mercury is Hermes, messenger of the gods, and he's messenger of the gods into the depths, your depths. So it's like the mind can translate some of these deeper workings that are always going on and bring them up to the surface so that we can work consciously with them. So we're less fated living, right? We're like, you're just a victim of fate because so much is unconscious and you're more a master of your destiny. You're working with your destiny because it's more conscious. 
stunning, crazy, crazy good. There's two different kind of offerings if you want to work in a rewilding way or work with me or be guided into these deeper realms um, that I offer in the podcast. One is rewilding membership. We do deep dive shadow work um, this month, only available in November because every month it changes, but you get lifetime access if you join in November. So that's like number one, it's a four-step journey into any shadow territory, anytime, anywhere. It is like a, a lifelong tool that you could use that for anything and keep in your back pocket all the time. The second one is if you're called to work around masculine and feminine, like, and I'll talk a little bit more about this. This is another really big theme and will continue to be big as we really deepen into the nodes of fate, moving into the Aries Libra access self versus other. Right, especially in self versus other intimate relationships that are of a masculine feminine nature that have the polarities existing within them. Um, that would be reunion experience. So if you're looking for a journey to go deep, that's deep shadow work around your relationship to the masculine, your relationship to the feminine, both your own and outside of you in another or in the world around you. So crazy powerful time. Um, I wish you so much love for this new moon and this new moon cycle. Um, and just go for it. Like if there's anything I can say, go for it. Just go for it, go for it, go for it, go for it. You will not be disappointed in what gets revealed. All right. So much love to you. Enjoy the episode. New moon in Scorpio on November 13th, 2023. This is a big one. It's deep. It's shadow territory. It's unconscious. Um, secrets being revealed, hidden parts of self coming up to the surface. Mars warrior god is conjunct this new moon so that brings a level of passion a level of intensity a level of action a level of wanting to do something with these depths of self or these depths of emotion or these depths of passions that are arising uh, opposite uranus we'll talk a little bit more about that but that's um, expect the unexpected this is a really intense i know intense is such an overused word but it's intense it is an intense um, very active i would say of an intense active but active in deep realms so might not be surface level active might be in the deeper realms of death rebirth deeper psychological realms deeper unconscious realms, shadow territory, where there is this action, this movement, this almost like turmoil is a way that we could talk about this a little bit. Um, you'll have to excuse my voice in this episode and just, I don't know, we'll see where this, where this conversation goes. I want to give you everything I can in, in this conversation around the new moon. Uh, we've just come off a five-day retreat here in Ibiza. That's why there's new scenery and that's why my voice is so, um, raw. Uh, it's been, it's been an incredibly um, deep and fruitful journey and amazing um, into some pretty, uh, pretty high voltage territory. So pardon in me um, if my voice is goofy or <laughs> it doesn't feel like uh, it's a normal, not that there is ever a normal rewilding astrology report, but uh, just to share a little bit of the backside story, the inside scoop with you. Um, all right, let's get into this new moon. So let me feel 
And to kind of right off the bat, what are some really powerful things that you could do, new moon rituals that you could do for this November 13th uh, scorpionic new moon? One would be, it is a new beginning. It is a new chapter. Um, It is the first new moon after the eclipse season. It might not feel like it. You might feel like you're being eclipsed now, especially with Uranus. Uranus holds similar, very different, but also threads of similarity. Uranus holds to eclipse energy, right? Where it's expect the unexpected, right? That's eclipse energy. What's being eclipsed in, what's being eclipsed out. Shock and awe can kind of be brought up and that's eclipse season. So similar energy because this new moon is in opposition to Uranus. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Also with it being Scorpio new moon, Uranus opposition, it's holding that axis point that this last eclipse was in. So the nodes of fate, if you've been listening, you can go back to some of the, go back to the full moon report that I did on this last eclipse, and you'll know more about this if you're curious, links above, links below. But this axis, it's the last of the eclipses on this axis, the nodes of fate, so it's very fated, very destined times eclipses, and the nodes of fate point to your destiny, right? They point to where you're headed on a soul path standpoint, soul purpose, soul path, what it is that brings you the greatest fulfillment in this life. Um, Isn't that cool? There's a blueprint to that, right? Like I wish I would have known that when I was like 15 and in high school and we were taking all these like silly, crazy quizzes on, you know, what job should you have? Like we should have just read charts. (laughs) We should, that should have been part of it. I think those, you know, like other forms of deep diving and really looking at what lights you up fucking valid right but we should have also looked at astrology charts and like oh sabrina your north node is here like this is the territory this is the area these are some of the themes that might light you up right it's a blueprint anyways going back to this new moon and these nodes this new moon being that it's in scorpio right so that means sun is conjunct the moon And for us, it's conjunct Mars for this new moon, all in Scorpio. It's a lot of Scorpio energy, right? A lot of Scorpio energy. But because Uranus is opposite holding the Taurus energy, right? Opposite the new moon, we're still on this axis point. So this last eclipse, that full moon eclipse, was on this axis. So it's almost like it's not letting us go yet. That's the feel, is it's like this... This full moon, this last little uh, dance on those that axis point, which can be considered, let me, let me, some people just surface level it and say this is the financial axis. Okay, that's one teeny tiny little itty bitty way of talking about this axis point. This axis point, Scorpio south node, Taurus north node, it's Scorpio south node, what's in the hidden, what's in the depths, what's in the shadow territory, shadow work is so crazy powerful. All of November, this whole lunation cycle, shadow work is incredibly powerful. If you've ever wanted to dive into unconscious territory of self, into um, blocks and fears and hidden patterns, ancestral lines, past life lines, that's all shadow territory. All those things are shadow territory along with golden shadow. What are the potentials that reside within you? What are the gifts that have yet to be awoken in you? It's all shadow. 
it's all shadow reclamation of the feminine. I know so many of you who hang out in rewilding. It's 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 a it's a draw to the reclamation of more aspects of our feminine. For some of us, it's more aspects of our masculine. Like I would love to reclaim my wild masculine. I would love to reclaim my wild feminine. I would love to reclaim my medicine man, my medicine woman, my witch, my sorcerer. Right? I would love to reclaim. My mystic, I would love to open up. That's golden shadow. So this reclamation piece, this opening up to more parts of self, perfect. It's so perfect. If we could all take the month of November and just journey within, we would gain so much, right? Shamanic journeys. Um, Oh gosh, I know some of you are very much into plant medicine, right? Plant medicine journeys, shamanic journeys altered states of consciousness journeys, shadow work journeys, archetypal goddess god journeys, working south and north node journeys, dark goddess territories, really crazy powerful. Um, there's a reason for this. Uh, there's three of them, three powerhouse dark goddesses right now who are opposing Saturn, who is just turned direct. So when Saturn turns direct, he's at zero degrees, right? Like that's a stunning, he's at zero degrees of Pisces. It's really <laughs> a very karmic point being at zero degrees. If you have your birth chart, I know I'm a little bit all over the place, but um, <laughs> I want to give you a lot from a lot of different angles. Um, <laughs> and I'll just invite you to grab what resonates, listen to this again if you need to. Uh, if I've left some loops open, uh, usually I'm able to come back and close those loops. So we'll see if you're like, wait, what? Where are we going on this wild fucking ride? I warned you, I just came out of a five-day retreat, really expanded out into the allness of everything. Uh, it was a an extraordinarily... Um, yeah, I won't even, I won't talk about that. I, I don't even think I have words um, for that, but um, trust what comes in this conversation. Uh, so let's talk about this Saturn piece. If you have your birth chart, you want to look at zero degrees of any sign. If you've got any planets at zero degrees, you might want to meditate on them and feel into that particular archetypal energy around zero degrees could be one degree could be 29 right maybe from like 28 to two <laughs> anything that's from 28 to two kind of anywhere in your birth chart you could feel into self mastery of that aspect of self right saturn is really holding this piece around self mastery to me, feels like when he's at zero degrees, he's really drilling in on self-mastery, 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 self-mastery. Whenever he stations direct, he's headed and pushing self-mastery, right? Oftentimes we look at Saturn, we're like, oh God, you know, father time, Lord of karma, he's constraints, you know, like, oh, he's a malevolent. I see Saturn as like Lord of Karma, but it's like, let me give you exactly what you need so you can realize your full potential. And so if you were to feel into Saturn going, let me give you exactly, exactly what you need so you can realize your full potential, that's amazing. And they might be hard lessons. I'm not saying Saturn doesn't deliver hard lessons, right? He definitely, he's Mr. Miyagi. Wax on, wax off, right? Like, 
one step at a time grasshopper. It's very much sadder, but the gift of it is that you step into a mastery level that you never would have without that coming into our lives. Um, so that's just something if you don't have your birth chart, um, we have a masterclass. It's totally free. Uh, it's 90 minutes that you hang out with me. I show you how to run your birth chart for free online and then how to find these different points in your birth chart. So that's always an option um, if you want to dive into that. Even if you do have your birth chart, the masterclass might bring you something. So there's a link below to that and it's instant access. So uh, could be something very supportive and kind of a new moon ritual to do as well is to just kind of dive into some of the different aspects. So while we're here talking about what to look at in your chart during this new moon, look at those points, um, 28 degrees to two degrees, anywhere in your chart, feel into those points for self-mastery, right? So let's say Mars is at zero degrees in your birth chart. Go look up, if you don't know, go look up, you know, the archetypal energy of Mars. What does Mars represent? And then feel into that and bring some... See if you can bring some, <laughs> I'm going to say it like this because it's Saturn, some discipline, some discipline to that aspect of self that's wanting to evolve, to grow to the next level, to up level, right? We get to up level. We get to up. It's beautiful. Uh, okay. So that's the Saturn piece. The other piece in our charts to look at is 20 degrees of Scorpio. That's where this new moon's falling. So just look in your birth chart, 20 degrees of Scorpio. You can also look at the house that that's falling in. So when you look, you'll look, are there any planets around 20 degrees of Scorpio? You can also look, you know, what's opposing, what's squaring. That gets a little complicated. You can dive into that more in the masterclass. That's free below if you want to. But just what's at 20 degrees of Scorpio and what house is that falling in to see what area of your chart what area of your life, so the house shows you the area of life, what area of life you're asked to dig deeper into, to get more real about, to get more honest about, to shine a light into what's hidden. It's like anything that we've swept under the carpet in that area of life, it's like the carpet's being lifted up. If we can walk into that consciously, right? Consciously with a lot of compassion for self, with a lot of curiosity, just really in this state of non-judgment, non-judgment and, and this, what wants to be revealed? What wants to be revealed? What In this area of life, what wants to be revealed to me? If you can walk through these days around this new moon, I would say the whole lunar cycle, right? So essentially all of November until the next new moon, which will be in December, um, to really walk through this whole period of time of what is it that's being revealed to me from the deeper depths, the deeper depths of myself, the deeper depths of family systems, the deeper depths of um, my work, the deeper depths of the deeper depths of anything. And again, that chart where this moon is falling will help to point to the area of life. Now, of course, it's all areas of life, right? All areas of life. Um, are being hit by this energy, but it'll kind of show you where it's a little bit more focused in your life. Uh, so that can be a really beautiful practice around this time. Uh, okay, let's talk about these dark goddesses opposing Saturn, right? So we talked about Saturn at zero degrees. He's just stationed direct. That's an energy that lasts for a couple of weeks, right? So he's stationed direct on Saturday. What is it? The 7th? I think that was the 
sixth, fifth, like the fourth, <laughs> the fourth or fifth of November. But that energy of him stationing will last for about another two, three weeks. We could say essentially kind of all of November because it's very slow, right? It's Saturn. Like he doesn't care. He takes his time. He's like the Sherpa going up the hill, like one foot in front of the other with, you know, 200 pounds on his back doesn't matter like just grinding away here's the lessons here's here's the path to self-mastery here's the part of self that i'm really asking you to up level now here's the beautiful part he's directly opposite three powerful dark goddess archetypes lilith asteroid black moon lilith and hecate so Hecate, Queen of the Witches, Lilith, um, Wild Woman Liberator, Black Moon. Some people consider that Black Moon Lilith. I, having journeyed experientially and in embodied ways with myself and many others for a very long time, really see Black Moon as more of the conglomeration of the dark goddesses. So as more of like within that point is held Kali, is held Lilith, is held Hecate, is held Medusa, is held just the dark mother so we could just feel into that as like the dark mother and all of the different threads or the shaktis or the goddesses that are held within the dark feminine so if you feel this is really cool this is a little bit of feminine reclamation so for those of you who've like come through rewilding for women or you're really called into feminine reclamation this is a powerful time to really um take the relationship of feminine to masculine to the next level you know what is next right relationship between the wilder aspects of your feminine and the masculine yeah this is an intense space for a lot and when we look at kind of where is the collective with that i mean overall i would say collectively the wild feminine feels like there is no masculine to match the wild feminine right it's all this i'm too much for you um my wildness you know you can't you, you'll never tame me you'll never be able to hold me you don't understand me if i really let this rip you know you would leave me you it's the too much the too much woman I, um, if i really let go i'll be too much woman or if i open up pandora's box in myself of all this energy there ain't no way there's a masculine that's going to match that it's oftentimes a very deep hidden unconscious belief or it's a belief that's become totally conscious and is now in our faces and we're living it right but many of us are still living it if i become fully me i won't be able to be in a relationship or if i fully become feminine me i won't be able to be matched now this saturn opposition saturn is one of the few the few masculine archetypes in astrology that can hold the fullness of the feminine even Kali can match Kali, right? And, you know, the myths of Kali is Kali, I mean, when she starts dancing wildly, when she really steps into too much woman, she really lets the life force move through her, the amount of energy that moves through her, it's destruction. It's destruction of the world. Like, it's that. She is the tsunami that comes in and just wipes, wipes out. But here's the deal, right? Shiva, Shiva, the masculine counterpart, is able to match that, right? Match that wildness. Match that wildness. Yeah. And so 
<laughs> and love, right? Like you can you can dive into the myths later, but he matches the wildness and he's the only thing that can bring Kali out of her like oblivion, out of her whirlwind, her state of destruction. And the only way that he can do that is by going to that state, matching her in that amount of energy. Obviously from the state of consciousness, from the state of masculine standpoint, but can match it, love it, right? Love it. And she ends up, you know, coming out of her destructive dance and whatever. They end up making love or whatever. There's a bunch of different ways that the myth goes. And again, you can research more of that if you feel to. But this is a moment in time where <laughs> those of us who are really called to work on sacred union, really called to work on our feminine's relationship to the masculine, our masculine's relationship to the feminine, both within ourselves, in our world, in our partnerships, this is a great month to do it, a really great month to do it. But to do it in the depths, to do it in the unconscious, to do it in like the root of it. It's not like surface level, you know, um, I don't know, talk therapy typically won't get you there unless your talk therapy gets you into deeper states of consciousness. The juice is in the deeper states of consciousness all of November. I, I, I can't say this enough. If we could all just take November and just journey, right? Like journey, let's do workshops, let's do retreats, let's journey, let's jump into a mystery school. Let's like us being able to have this five day retreat here. Oh my God, in this energy, the things that we were able to access because the doors are wide open, stunning, fucking stunning, fucking stunning, right? It was a priestess training retreat for those called the path of the priest priestess, right? We ended up doing days of shadow work, days of work here because there's so much fruit there gifts being revealed right um <laughs> blocks that we didn't know were there being revealed right ancestral patterns past lifelines being revealed the doors wide open but we typically won't get to i say we won't i'll, I'll be selling on that we won't get to these places unless we turn the dial and hold the intention. All right, I'm going deep. I'm going deep. I'm going to go deep this month. Some of you, um, you're part of Bones membership. We went deep. So this month, if you're hanging out around this new moon, this month, jump into Bones membership, rewilding membership. This month's workshop is shadow work. And it's four steps to do shadow work where you can go into anything that's triggering you, any territory you want to walk into, um, inner child, past life, ancestral, this feminine masculine line. You can walk into there. You choose what you want to walk into. And then there's a guided meditation that'll take you into that territory in four steps. Four steps, four steps. Those of you who are already in membership, keep going. I mean, you know, we kind of have this 30-day challenge of do this every day for 30 days and see what the hell happens. I mean, can you imagine every day for 30 days, you're revealing a new part of yourself? Every day for 30 days, you're, you're revealing a new gift, um, a new calling, a new block that's ready to be shifted or transformed or even to just be seen so we can become conscious of this thing, right? Every day for 30 days. This is a deep journey into know thyself this month for those of us who choose to take it. Um, so, you know, it doesn't have to be rewilding. It doesn't have to be with me in rewilding membership. Um, it could be whatever you're called to, but make sure it's something that's holds the capacity to take you into scorpionic energy. This isn't in the higher realms, right? I love this, this though. Think about this and feel into this for yourself. It's like the tree of life, 
Um, wisdom. The deeper the roots, the higher the branches. The deeper the roots, the higher the branches, right? Right now, the doorway is not the higher the branches. It's not in the heights. It's not the high branches. It's not the, you know, the, the like, the high level, high vibrating, go above your crown. I love this territory. It's fucking stunning territory. But that will open by going into the deeper roots, so this automatically opens by going into the deeper roots. So, and, and the door is much more open to the deeper roots. It's kind of like, it's going to come up no matter what, but are we going to work with it? Do we have the tools to work with it? If you don't have the tools to work with it, there's a whole list of things below. There's a whole list of things below, but I do want to say that November is kind of the sweet spot, right? Cause we won't be in the scorpionic energy. Uh, but it's like, I don't know if I were to kind of feel into it. It's like, oh my gosh, what can I excavate, reveal to myself, open to uh, before the start of the year, right? So it's like I can come out, you know, guns blazing once we're kind of released from this scorpionic energy, once we're released from kind of these nodes of fate. So let's go back to this. Let's dive back into specific new moon. And I want to talk about these nodes of fate and how this Scorpio Taurus axis, which is where the nodes of fate were, how it's still just kind of holding on to us, right? So nodes of fate, now every eclipse going forward will be on the Aries Libra axis, self versus other. We're not there yet. We dipped a toe into it. So those two eclipses in October, first eclipse dipped a toe into it. We got to dip a toe into relationships, self versus other, right? Then we went back. It was like, here, let's dip a toe into where we're headed to. And then we're going back real quick because we missed a bunch of stuff. So let's dip a toe into it. And now let's go back into the hidden unconscious, the shadow. What are you holding around relationships, right? In the scorpionic territory, the hidden, the unconscious, right? What are you holding in that territory? What are you holding the depths of your emotions, like deep stagnant energy in the body? That's also scorpionic. A really good practice around this new moon and this whole month of November, like I was sharing, is moving, finding ways to move old emotions, move old energy through the body. So just ways, feeling into how do I create um, less stagnation? Scorpio is so associated with stagnant. It's like stagnant water where it just becomes like swampy, murky, mosquito infested, gooey, gross water. And we've got this opportunity though to go like, cool, what's in this swampy, gooey, gross water that will serve that I need to see or that I need to release or that I'm ready to let go. What's the death that's happening for the rebirth, right? That's also scorpionic territory is death rebirth. Some of us, even though it's a new moon, will be feeling death. Like there's just a lot of death around. I'm dying. I'm grieving myself. Um, things around me are dying. Things are falling away, right? It's just the life cycle. It's just an honoring that life cycle right? The, a death for a rebirth, a death for a rebirth on all different kinds of levels. Um, so this Scorpio Taurus access to me, instead of just saying it's a financial access, this is that loop that I'll close from the earlier uh, conversation around this. This new moon, Uranus holding the Taurus axis, you know, sun, moon, Mars, all holding that Scorpio axis. It's like one last chance to go, okay, and what else is in the shadow for me to bring in embody Taurus? Taurus is embodied for me to bring in embody so that I can express it out into my life. 
I mean, it really is this moment in time of like one last chance, right? One last chance. It's going to be another, what will it be? 16, 18, 16 to 18 years before the South node is back in Scorpio, right? It's a, it's a time, like it is a time. Um, if there's one thing, if you're like, Sabrina, just give me one thing that I should do during this time. Actually, I got to give you two. Sorry. Uh, I'm just feeling what's the truest truth that I could share here. I want to give you two. The two greatest things for you to feel into, um, to do. Do them both if you're like, fuck, I want a journey and I want a journey big. Amazing. Do it. One would be get the November Rewilding Membership Workshop. Even if you just join for a month, it's 47 bucks. Who gives a shit? You get like six hours of workshops. It's all in this territory, right? Like it's all in this territory. So that's six hours of workshops for 47 bucks. Perfect. Bang. Definitely do the November 1st workshop. It's only available this month. Come December 1st, gone. Never to be accessed again. Unless you're a member, you get lifetime access. Blah, blah. That's the first thing I would do because that's shadow work. The shadow work with the dark goddesses. So those dark goddesses I was talking about, opposite Saturn, um, it's shadow work with a flavor of them. But again, it's the four steps to go into any shadow territory that you're called to and many might bubble up. Maybe they already are for you. Maybe they're not. And this is the doorway that helps you to actually pick up the rug to see what's underneath the rug, what's been swept under the rug for possibly lifetimes, for possibly the whole of your ancestral line. You know what? We swept under the rug that we are some very powerful witches in our family. Like that got swept under the rug and now you're the one who is ready to reclaim that in the ancestral line. That's in the shadow territory. That being switched on, that's considered in the shadow territory. Um, so that's one journey. The other one, if you're really feeling this, because I saw this in this retreat this weekend so strongly, is this theme about the dance between the masculine and the feminine, like really coming to next right relationship with masculine and feminine in their fullness. In their fullness, do reunion. Um, there's a seven part, I want to say it's seven parts. It's an online retreat. Uh, it's called reunion and it's all about this. I mean, the whole thing is dedicated to healing, to bringing that to the next best place in self, next right relationship between your own masculine, your own feminine, that masculine and feminine in the world around you, that masculine and feminine in your relationships. That's crazy powerful um, during this whole November time period. So if that's something that's singing to you, like, wow, I just fucking hate the masculine. <laughs> that's a good one to do. Or I don't really trust my feminine or I don't know what my feminine is. That's a really beautiful journey to go into. I don't know the fullness of the feminine. I don't really understand the fullness of the masculine. I don't know how these energies work in myself. They're all operating in ourselves all the time. It's becoming more conscious of them, working with them consciously. It's a very alchemizing journey. Uh, and you get to do some big shadow work in that journey uh, and bring them into union, into harmony uh, for you, right? Next highest, harmonious, balanced, mutual gifting relationship. And that changes the whole of your fucking life, right? So you don't have these two energies battling each other and you're not creating that in your life outside of you where there is this just horrible battle. Um, it's, it's actually this deep mutual devotional respect where they are constantly gifting each other. The masculine in you like sees, honors, loves the intuitive, the intuitive emotional intelligence of your feminine, right? And then that masculine, it, it can't help but serve that to help to 
make that happen in the world to help to bring the action the do right it's stunning it's um it's one of my favorite pieces it's one of my favorite it's one of my favorite pieces um so those are the two we'll put links to those below again only until the end of november we'll actually probably pull reunion as well so that's coming um so there's only access to that for a limited time um so just know uh if it's singing now's the time okay let me feel, let me come back to this a little bit more. I want to bring Eris in. I want to talk a little bit more. These are things that are kind of sitting in the background. Um, so sitting in the background, right? Like here's the new moon. It's happening on, you know, peaks on the 13th. But in the background was this Saturn going direct, Venus going into Libra. So this is all happening in the background. Venus goes into Libra before this new moon. I think on the 8th, Venus will have gone into, um, into Libra. So that's a sign change. She likes Libra. That's beautiful. She's in this interesting square and a half to Uranus and a half square to Mars. This could bring about in your Venus, right? Venus, feminine. Here we go. This is more of that feminine masculine dance, right? This like... Can we, in the fight, in the battle, in the argument, can we come to the next greatest respect for each other, right? Can we like duke out, puke out the old wounds, the old belief systems about each other, the old toxicity? Can the feminine release some of her toxic femininity? That's also shadow work. <clears throat> November, really good for shadow work. <laughs> Reunion, really good place to do that. Also bones, rewilding membership, really good place to also do that. Both of them, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do something, even if it's not that, right? But um, can the feminine release some of her old belief systems about the masculine, her old toxicity, and her old belief systems about herself, her old belief systems about the feminine, how we devalue the feminine in ourselves, or how we actually put more value on our own masculine, right? Or how we diminish or how we... It's tricky territory. It's shadow. It's unconscious. You probably don't even know all the ways you deny your feminine. I, I've been doing this work for probably 20 years now, right? Like working in the feminine territory, facilitating it for almost a decade now. And I know I still have a lot more. I know I, it's a never ending journey. It's a never ending journey. It's a never ending journey, right? There's constantly more. The masculine and the feminine, they're constantly evolving, right? Consciousness is constantly evolving, right? <laughs> You're very different than your grandparents. We as humans are constantly evolving. The masculine and feminine essences in us is constantly evolving. That means just innately, by a scientific fact, there's always going to be more. Isn't that beautiful? That's great. I love that. I love that. Um, and so releasing toxicity in the feminine, releasing toxicity in the masculine, coming to more evolved expressions in the feminine, more full expressions in the feminine, coming into more evolved expressions of the masculine, more full expressions of the masculine. And that doesn't have to be in ourselves. You might be sitting there going like, Sprint, I don't want to be more masculine. That's fucking great. But what you do want to do is have a respect and you want to have a capacity to call in, to magnetize in, right? Maybe you're looking for a relationship, right? And you really want a masculine essence being, and you really want to call in high level, right? High level evolved masculine expression. Well, are you able to call in high level masculine expression? Because your high level feminine has to have a respect and a devotion and a belief that that's even available because otherwise we'll never be able to create that. We'll deny it. We'll block it. We won't see it when it shows up. He'll walk right in front of you or maybe she, right? 
whatever body this masculine essence being is in will walk right in front of you, right in front of you. You can't even see them. You can't even see them. Or you will project so badly onto them who they are not that they just go the other way because they're like, I don't know what you're trying to make me be. Like you're trying to make me not meet you, right? That's a lot of the masculine. You're, you're trying to make me not meet you. You're telling me I can't hold you. You're telling me you're too much for me. You're telling me I can't meet you. Okay. I'm going to give you what you want. That's not true, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight that. Like that's a really hard projection for, for a person to get over. Some people that's, they're called to get past your projection with you, but why not just fix it? <laughs> um, I don't know if fix it is the best word. I don't necessarily like that word. Why not just change that for yourself, right? Change it for yourself. Um, all right. So let me feel for something else. Let's talk a little bit more about this Uranus piece that's opposing the new moon. Uranus, um, I kind of mentioned it before as it's a bit of a, like eclipse energy where expect the unexpected, um, expect shocking, um, shocking things to come in. The, the thing that I like about working in an embodied conscious way with Uranus is it's like, hmm, this will sound wild and crazy. Remember, I'm just coming off of a very <laughs> intense retreat, right? So uh, may this land in whatever way it's meant to. But it's like you can, um, you can invite Uranus energy. And it's like it, when it's in these certain positions, like it is now opposite the new moon, it has a lot of strength, right? It has a lot of strength. And because it's in Taurus, it has a lot of strength to move the physical world, yeah, I know, right? Like we actually have a capacity to do this. Us humans, we've barely tapped into our potential, but we have a capacity to, <laughs> um, I don't want to say harness because that feels like we're manipulating the energy and I don't agree with that in any way, shape or form, but it's like to work with the energy in a way that Uranus energy has a capacity to move physical objects in a way that it maybe normally wouldn't. Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? That's 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 pretty cool. Um, let's not get ahead of ourselves, though. Uh, that's a long-term training. That's a lot of training to be able to work in ways with these sorts of energies. Um, but we can kind of feel into it like that. It also will do what it does, right? Um, it will also do what it does. It certainly does not need a human being to be the channel for it or to be the conduit for that Uranus energy. Um, so <laughs> let the lightning bolts strike where they will. If we hold that, may I see it? Here's a really benevolent piece of this new moon. May I see it from a bird's eye view. May I see it from the highest perspective I can. May I see how this is perfect, how this too is perfect, even if it's like a radical change in life or something that is a bit painful, right? Because anytime it's like a drastic change, it can be painful. And so may I see it from a higher standpoint, from like my higher heart, my higher self, may I see it from there. And this is possible very very possible during this new moon because neptune is trying to the new moon right that's one of the really grace-filled i would say that's the most grace-filled aspect of this is neptune trining um, this new moon and a trine is a positive aspect it brings very supportive energy to this new moon so 
if things are feeling like, you know, like war, like, I mean, Mars is war. If it's like you're, you're focused on the wars that are going on around the world or the atrocities that are going around the world or the war that's going on in yourself, or you're battling your masculine and your feminine yourself, or you're battling your shadow, right? You're like shadow dancing with your partner all of November. Something really beautiful to do and to remember to do is let me see this from a bird's eye view. That can be a very powerful practice to do every single night before you go to bed, right? Every single night before you go to bed is like, take me to a higher vantage point, take me up to my higher self and let me see how this, how this is unfolding to my greatest, to my greatest benefit, right? Let me, let, show me, let me see it from a higher vantage point why my father is in the hospital, let me see from a higher vantage point. Okay, I see. It's his karma. It's his karma. This is what's happening there. It's this family line. This is how it's gifting me. This is what it's showing me. This is the gift. It's so perfect. Let me see it. Turn on the mystic vision. Neptune turns on our mystic vision for us and being where he is in this new moon. Again, that new moon holds the energy of the whole month. So the whole month we have this opportunity to see it from a mystical standpoint. So if you every night go, if I were to look at my day through mystical lens, through high level mystical lens, my highest unfolding, my high soul self, right? That's really in it for me to have my greatest soul expression, right? It's what I came here to do. It's what I came here to do. It's what I came here to experience from a soul level. What does my day look like? Let me see it from there. Let me, let me know it from there. Let me see it from there. And you will have a very different experience of this deep, intense shadowy moon cycle a very different experience a very different experience oh it's amazing um i just wish you so well i wish you um whatever practices you're called to do that'll take you into those depths whatever workshops or journeys or retreats or groups or spaces um, our Facebook group is a place that you can come hang out. Um, we'll see if we can get some like deep diving <laughs> conversations. We'll of course have conversations around the different rewilding programs that are open right now, which is that reunion experience. That's that masculine and feminine one. And of course, membership rewilding that November workshop, those four steps into any shadow territory. Um, that's another place to go. Um, I love you all. Uh, I just I wish you so much on this new moon. And remember, it is a new moon. It is a new chapter. It's just happening. Someone shared this in retreat. I'll leave you with this beautiful symbol. And we were just sharing like what we were sitting with, if it was a symbol or a feeling or a sensation or what it was. And this beautiful being was sitting with this, I don't know, it was like this flower blossoming out of the mucky muck, you know, it's kind of like the lotus sort of symbolism, but it was like this flower blossoming out of like the darkest, dingiest, mucky muck, murky murk. That's November. That's scorpionic season. And we all have this opportunity to blossom, to blossom like crazy, to blossom like crazy, but it's only to blossom like crazy because we're honoring the murky murk and the mucky muck. Yeah. All right. I love you all. I would love to see you all in the comments. If you feel to, I'm always there the first two days. It warms my heart to be together. Thank you for being here. I wouldn't be here without you all, right? This is totally a co-creation of all of you in the community, or maybe you're just brand new. Uh, welcome to Rewilding. I hope you hang around. Um, like button if this saying to you or you got anything out of it. Uh, if you don't want to miss another one, you can hit the notification and the bell button that helps you to get reminders of it. The free masterclass if you want to do that and if you want to actually journey into shadow territory. 
there's those two offerings. All right, I love you all so much. Um, have the best fucking new moon. All right. Mm -hmm. ah!